Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Building Years. This is Justin Alexio. This is Jeremiah Watkins. It's Friday, so who cares about us, right? Right, we, we got a guest. Yeah, we got a guest. Uh, she's a wonderful actress. She teaches at Anthony Mindel. Uh, give it up for Nina Rausch, everybody. Woohoo! Yay! Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks so much for coming by. Yeah, of course. I've been trying to get Nina for a while, but uh, she's so busy. It's hard yeah, you know, it's, it's so weeks. working. It's been weeks. <laughs> so busy. You caught me in like the one month that I'm like working. <laughs> That's good, though. Yeah. No, Why have you been great. so busy? What's been going on? Um, well, two weeks ago, I was filming Grey's Anatomy. Oh, um, perfect. And then before... How's that show? It was really... It was really great i really was surprised especially since they are you know they've been on the air for like 12 years now yeah they got all those fans and i'm sure like you know older generation above us probably appreciates it yeah send it to mom but i mean i've been on on like other procedurals and you know they're they're like such a machine at that point like after 12 years they you know they're like okay here comes another guest star (laughs) you know but they were so welcoming and they were really wonderful to work with and had such a great time um and then before that i was making my own film called crossing fences so nice yeah. how that's gotta i can't even imagine trying to make my own film there's so many things you have to do right like i don't even know how you start how did you start doing that um well uh it, the ideas first the right? ideas first yeah well initially i was cast in the film um okay. at about a year ago i got cast in the film um i met anika pampel who is the director of it and um we were supposed to shoot last year in july but then you know indie filmmaking happens the funding fell through the producers disappeared and the movie didn't happen and i was just um associate producing a feature and then i was producing another feature sounds fancy but um you know it was just very very indie like we barely had any budget and I just like, kind of was figuring out things as we we're going along and so I was like you know what let me produce this film and so that's how we got on on it and it's a very complex story we were filming in the ocean we we're filming on a military Ooh. boat so this was like I think the biggest production that I have produced the biggest budget that I have produced and yeah we started crowdfunding and then we're like we're gonna go do it and so that's how kind of that all came about now, is crowdfunding, I feel like it's so, like whenever I'm like, I see a, I see so many GoFundMe's a day and I'm just like, guys, I can't get everybody money. So like, how did, how did, did you entice people? What did you do? Because I, I want to know how to, I need money for yeah. projects <laughs> in the, you know, future. Well, I mean, yes, I felt the same way. We, we tried to dance around the crowdfunding forever because of the same reason. Like sometimes I'm like. You know, you see so many Kickstarters and Indiegogos and Seton Spark and everything that's out there. And I'm like, I, I no, I, it's like another <laughs> web series that I'm funding. <laughs> um, and so we re- I really want, did not want to do it. But then we were at a point where I was like, I really want to make the movie. And we didn't get all the money that we needed. So we were like, well, screw it. We're, can I swear here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can say things way more offensive than screw it. Okay. Well, that's what I was going to say something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was, uh, you know, PGing it here. Um, and so we were like, let's just get the money with a kickstart. Let's just see what happens. And 
you know, I was get, trying to get press in Germany with newspapers, radio stations, um, friends and family ultimately are, it's where it's at, you know, and when you really, you know, we had a specific project, we already had some footage that we filmed and we were getting specific about why we wanted for what we needed the money and that it's not just like we're making a movie. It's like this, you know, I've never done it before and people were starting to support me in being a producer and making my own project. So yeah, that's how kind of how we got the money. Yeah. That's good to have a cause. Cause sometimes when I donate to a Kickstarter, I'm like, I feel like this is going to your rent. Like you're not going to use yeah. this correctly. Exactly. Like we try to make it as clear as possible and like high quality, even just the Kickstarter campaign itself, the video and get specific with it. So we didn't have to, you know, just be like, we're sitting in a living room and it's like, Give us money because I can't pay rent, <laughs> you know. Yeah. What's it like shooting in the water? That has to be very difficult. Yeah. Yes. Um, I ended up getting hypothermia, so that was fun. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, How many hours were you in the water to get that? We, w- well, we, we were one day, we spent pretty much almost an entire day on a military boat, but we didn't end up going to the water, but we got, you know hosed down with water because it's the end of the movie where we get pulled out of the ocean so we had to be wet um but we had we were wearing wetsuits underneath so that day wasn't as bad um and we always had towels and you know blankets and everything um but then the 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 actual day we were filming on the water we were only in the in the water for like maybe two hours max and that's long enough to get hypothermia Mm -hmm. well it was we were up in santa cruz Mm. and it was cold it was supposed to be the worst storm in the last two years up there. So it was really windy and the oceans, everything but warm at this time of year. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't even know that I was getting hyperthermia. Yeah. yeah, What's the process? I would just assume I'm cold. Yeah. I was like, I was cold and then I was getting colder (laughs) and then all of a sudden I became very calm and, and then my body stopped really functioning. Like I was, there's a scene where I'm putting something, I'm like stuffing something in my pantyhose and my hands became these claws and they uh, stopped moving and like, i became very wrong. yeah and i was like oh interesting and i'm getting you know like because basically what happens is like your heartbeat slows down and that's why i became very calm because i was all of a sudden you know when you cuz usually when you start freezing you're like shaking and like oh god i'm freezing i'm freezing but i was like no it's fine we can keep the going i'm i'm totally cool and then we had a lifeguard there and he looked at me and he saw that my body started like freezing up so the lifeguard's like she has hyperthermia you need to get her out now like you need to get her like and so we and thank god it was like at the end we were done pretty much but yeah that was how do you treat that as soon as you just heat yourself back up yeah what they did they did basically you what i don't know (laughs) eat a hot pop tart yeah i was trying to make a joke jeremiah (laughs) (laughs) it was was a good one (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's pretty much that i mean you i had to uh you know they gave me like hot tea right away so that from the inside start heating up yeah and then um I went in like they because we were at the beach, so they heated up a car so that I was like sitting inside a steaming car right, right away. And it's just that. I mean, it's not I wasn't at a point where I was like crazy and needed to go in the hospital or anything like that, but it was like the first stages of it. So yeah. by me just taking the wet clothes off and sitting in the car, drying, drinking hot water and all that. Yeah. Hearing those symptoms, I think that uh my buddy had hypothermia whenever we shot this sketch in a pool. You know John McCarthy? Yeah. He was like, 
complaining. I was like, ah, he's just <laughs> whatever. But like, he couldn't feel his uh, pinky toe afterwards, and I guess he still can't feel. His <laughs> pinky toe. So oh God! So oh my God! I guess I'm a uh, you know uh, brutal director. I'm a brutal director. I'm like, come on, man, we can do more takes. <laughs> like we shot it like last month. This is like kind of cold right now for pools and stuff. It's not <laughs> heated up quite yeah. yet. And he's like, <laughs> well, the thing is, like, you know, I, me being the producer on it, too. I mean, now when I think about it, it's like if it would have ju- been another actress, I would have probably as a producer been like, are you crazy? And like, we got it like stop. But, but you yeah. know, being the actor and the producer on it, I was like, no, we got to get this shot. So of it's course. fine. I got this. Yeah. I got this. We're losing daylight. Let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> and the, afterwards, at some point, the director, she looked at me and she's a friend of mine. So she's like, are you OK? Was this OK? Yeah. And I was like. <laughs> Just don't tell Sag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is there specific rules or anything like with Sag? Um, they can only be in water for safety. so long. No, not really. I mean, you know, I mean, we took took all the safety precautions that we could with lifeguard and you know all those things and life vests and 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 um, uh, wetsuits and everything. But there's nothing. It, and I spoke also with like stunt coordinators. And I was like, is this a stunt that we're doing? Right. You know, and and nobody said that that's in any of those categories. So there wasn't really any regulations from, you know, from SAG. But, you know, I mean, I, I guess it's also then up to the actor again to say this can, is yeah, this is too far. I don't want to go this far. And if the producer would then or director would make you do it, in which case I was the producer, so I made myself do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> then, yes, you know, then that's, I think, where the trouble comes in. Gotcha. Perfect. Now, Justin said that uh, you are an acting teacher, mm-hmm. and uh, you told me before the podcast started that Justin has actually been in your class. Is that correct? Yes. A little Justin, student. That was my little student. <laughs> okay. Now. Well, actually, I met the first time I met you was at Studio Productions. Yes. Uh, when we did workshops. I was running workshops, and I remember you did, like, your you always did your own monologues. Yeah, that was uh, back in the day where I was like, I don't need, I'm a stand-up. I'll just do that. And then it uh, dawned on me that maybe the people that are casting for acting don't want to see you essentially do your stand-up. I always laughed, but... I mean, I found found it entertaining because I saw the same monologues and scenes all the time. But yeah, maybe a good point to (laughs) not do that. (laughs) So what was it like having Justin in your class? I'm a good student. I'm a good boy. He was he was actually one of the students that showed up pretty regularly. I think I don't know if you were always on time, but hey, man, (laughs) I got I got moves to make. Um. But, you know, it was, I feel like he always was up for, for anything. Like he was up to like just play and some, some, one of those actors that wasn't taking himself too seriously because sometimes it's like, I have students where it's like, oh, okay, let's, right. it's, we're still doing this for fun. Like yeah, we're how, not yeah. trying to, you know. I was hoping that you were just going to leave it at after I asked you how Justin was in your class. You know, he, he showed up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's it. I'm like, all right, that gives me a lot of insight on uh, how Justin <laughs> was. <laughs> no, no like, like I said, he was always up to play. And I think that's one of the most important things that a lot of actors forget. And it's easy to forget, you know, in this industry with the business that we ultimately, none of us got forced by our parents. They say, you must be an actor. I don't know, maybe yeah. somebody who's 10 or 12. That might be a different story. But most of us at this point, we probably made the decision on our right. own, you know, and not to forget that. How long you been at Anthony Mindel's actor workshop? Um, four years now. Okay. Yeah. So then, how long before you were a teacher? 
Uh, two years. I've been there for two years. Yeah. Perfect. So like, because I feel like every time I'm in a, any acting class, it's always like a bunch of crying. How do you... Uh, do you like do you like that? Like cuz I would feel like as a teacher I have to facilitate like these emotional breakthroughs and breakdowns. Um well, I'm not no, usually not focusing on like you know, getting like somebody to break down and cry, but you 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 know, you focus on w- where are their obstacles? What what do they need to work on to be more present, to be more in the moment? And with some people, it's physical. Sometimes they're totally stuck in their body. Sometimes they're just like emotional barriers of like being afraid of certain things um, or, you know, a lot of personal history that they have not worked through yet. Um, so, you know, it really, it really depends. It's like, it's a student to student, it's different. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, when I see like, like I just had a student, she's been with me for a year and she like within like the last month, she had like a huge shift where suddenly she started really opening up and getting really vulnerable. And that's like when it's exciting for as a teacher where it's like, oh my God, she's like, actually it's clicking. Like she's starting to get it and she's starting to open up and really surrender and that's the moments when you do experience a breakdown and you're like excited and you're like, that's, oh my God, that's what, why I'm doing this. This is why I'm working with actors because I do want to help them, you know, to get there, you know, work through their barriers. Such a nice person. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and I uh, mean, it's, fu- I, I think it's fun because it's like, I'm working on the craft myself, you know, seeing other people going through the obstacles and talking to them about it. It just kind of reiterates for myself. Reiterate? Is that the word? Reiterate? Yeah. Reiterate. For myself, you know, and it, it kind of, I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, this is what I need to do, you know, at this point. So. Yeah, because a lot of teachers, you know, they kind of retire from acting and then they start teaching, but you're like in it, like act, you're actually acting and teaching at the same time. So I always just wondered, like, it'd be funny if you uh, ran into a student at audition and be like, hey, everything I taught you, let it go because I got this. <laughs> No, I don't. Uh, thank God, I have not had that happen before. I mean, I had it once, where not in an audition, but I had to coach somebody on something um, that I ended up also auditioning for. But That's but good. even then, I feel like they are they were so different from it that that moment already I was like, well, we're we're there. If they're gonna go with either one of us, it's not. It's really because we're so different that they just don't know what they wanted. So right. it wasn't really. You know, I try to really work on them then and not worry about me at that moment. You're selfless. I'd be like, yeah, you're doing it all wrong. Go home. Yeah. You know, like in Friends when Joey is like, no, you should should cry. You should just do this. <laughs> yeah. And then he ends up getting the role. It's, it's like, great. damn it. It's a great episode. So you're from Germany, right? Yes. So when did you move here? And there, so I take it that the opportunities in arts are not... Uh, not the same. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> um <laughs> I was, well, I was, I've been living the, in Germany until I was 20, until I went to um, college. Um, so did you have an accent growing up, or the region in Germany that you were in was very standard. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Like, we, I was born and raised speaking just German. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I had so my, my, I had my German, I had an accent in my German, from where I'm from, in that area, in Stuttgart, but... That was in German. And mm. then I moved to the States. And yes, at the beginning, I definitely had a thick German accent. Like if you so you didn't speak to... any English before you moved here? No. Wow. Um, and I, um, 
yeah, like my tape when I auditioned for college is like, yeah, that's like a fake German accent. Um, I was a foreign exchange student when I was 17. So I was I did okay. study um, in a high school for one year. And that's where I learned more English. I was really, really, really bad at English. Like eighth grade, I almost failed because of English because I was just awful. Um, grammar writing i would just make shit up and so um yeah and then when i moved here that's just kind of by being here and studying and wow that's crazy like because i yeah that's insane that's such yeah, a late age to hear, pick it up i don't hear yeah and apparently an now i already have an american accent when i speak german which i did not know because <laughs> in the last year more and more people but i've been like speaking to like german newspapers like this morning i'm speaking to a newspaper and She's like, yeah, you you already have a little bit of an accent. I'm like, oh my god, this happened. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What, what if you could, if you could press the play button on your tape from when you were 17? Yeah. What would that sound like? Um. Well, see now it's it's weird because like when because I do you know I still go out for German roles and mm -hmm. I play like you know Mad Men or just New Black and awkward that's just starting airing um i do play germans but when i do a german accent it's like the stereotypical hollywood accent right like like arnold schwarzenegger that's what they want like so very typical german accent and not really what my german accent would be you know mm -hmm. um and i don't even know what my natural accent is anymore but i taught myself this hollywood accent because i remember i was pinned for a pilot a few years ago and i didn't get it because they're like ah she wasn't german enough for us and, and like, i was like <laughs> what? i was like you want to see my passport <laughs> and then i remember it went in for mad men and i was in the producer session and matthew weiner said to me he's like can you do a little bit more of a german accent and i was like in the producer session i was like i'm not losing one more freaking role because i don't sound german enough so i was just got over the fact of like how awful i think a german accent sounds and like you know the stereotypical one i was just like fuck it i'm just gonna do it and i just did and they're like okay great thank you and then ended up getting the role and i was like okay wow. so this is what i got to do yeah i mean because people and you have to remember people in like in the you know the middle of the country the south whatever they have ingrained in their mind already what certain accents sound like yeah. so that's why like they do it really bad to like Asians in certain things. They're like, oh, hello, how are you? You, you yeah. know, like that. I don't know what that was. That I just <laughs> You're but part they, of the frolicer, but very, <laughs> you know, like that yeah. whole yeah. whole thing. And that's probably why they're like, eh, we need it more, a little bit more over the top. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, people yeah. Will get it. That's yeah. Funny. I mean, do you feel bad when because like to me when they have me play these like stereotypical like when they want me to do a Mexican accent like that. And I'm, I just, I don't want to do it. Like, yeah. And it, I don't know. It just feels racist to me. Maybe, you know, I don't know what it feels like to you. It doesn't feel necessarily right for me or not racist because I mean, that's where I'm from. It just feels, I find it almost like I'm cringing. I'm like, it sounds so bad. Like it's just so awful. I don't know. I find myself just sounds so silly when I do it, but now I'm like, whatever. Gets right. me the job, so cool. <laughs> Paving them dollar bills. Yeah. 
So what exactly is so there is are, there is art in Germany like there's but there's they don't really shoot stuff there right? No, they do, and I feel like the f- the industry is definitely art is not allowed in Germany. <laughs> in Germany. <laughs> says no art allowed. No art allowed. No fun at all. No fun. No art. No dancing. No. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that like art, art. You know, like there's a huge and it's very like artistic, but it's a little bit you know you know like sprockets when with. It's a li- it, it there is a little bit of truth in that. You know, <laughs> so like funny. I've definitely been to like plays where you were just like this is just weird. <laughs> yeah. And I was <laughs> like I, I was like this is not telling me anything besides the fact that I'm like what was I just watching? <laughs> um but like I feel like there are more movies being made and the first time I was in front of the camera was in Germany. Um there are What like, was that role? Um it doing? was a, a f- student film at the um Ludwigsburg Academy, where actually Roland Emmerich, he, Roland Emmerich, I don't know how Americans say his name, where he went to school. Um, and a, I played a orphan in space. <laughs> 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 well, it was like, it was a sci-fi movie, but it was actually done really well. It I've won a bunch of awards. I'm moving to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want to audition for orphans in space all the time. I don't know. It just sounds funny. Like, but it was actually a really cool movie. It was done really, really well. <laughs> I would love to be in the pitch meeting for that movie. Okay, you know, like <laughs> orphans? Okay. Yeah. How about we put them in space? <laughs> uh, and they're like, yes, greenlit, yes. greenlit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was how that movie yeah. made. Here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, donate to my Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Oh, God. Yeah. But, um, so I mean, there are some great stories being made, but like, a lot of them were always like focusing on, you know, Second World War and First World War and like uh, all of that, right? And there was a point of me where I was like, I, I don't want to tell more stories than just that. But now, funny enough, the first film I make is about <laughs> East and West Germany <laughs> and that. Because, I mean, there are, it is my history and it is the history of Germany. And I was raised, I was born before the wall fell. So, you know, I was growing up with that conflict and all that stuff. So, you know, and now I understand it from a different perspective, but that's not all I want to do. And I feel like Germany is also shifting a lot in that aspect. There are a lot of new projects coming out that are not just that. So, right. Yeah. And so your parents, they're down with you being an actor, like they like it. Yeah, my my parents were very, very supportive. I, they've been supportive from day one. Apparently, my mom told me that I was like four when I told her that I was going to be an actress and they right away were like, well, she's not stopping it. She's keep saying it. She's now 18. So I think this is <laughs> happening. Um, and I was even in, uh, in high school where you have majors in Germany. So I was an art major and I majored in architecture. My dad is an architect. So there was like this week where I thought I was going to become an architect. And I was like talking with my dad and my dad was like, you know, it's really not like a lucrative procession profession. So I was like, great, let's be an actor instead. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, but they've been very supportive, and they knew that I always wanted to do it. So, yeah. And do people in Germany do they watch? They consume American media, right? Like, do yeah. your parents like when you get on Orange the New Black or Mad Men? Do they get excited? Um. Yeah. Well, not my parents. <laughs> Until I'm like playing with like Tom Hanks and like Julia Roberts and you know Meryl Streep, my parents are kind of like, Ah, John Hamm. Okay, who's that guy? Or what? Mar- <laughs> Mar- Orange is the New Black. I don't. Well, that's great, honey. You know, I was like, Mom, oh my God, I'm going to be on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. 
okay, it's great. <laughs> they just have no you concept. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. just they just don't know the weight of it. You mm. know, they just don't know. But I mean, the fact that I'm working and that I'm happy and that I'm making a living off of it, that's what my parents know. And I live with my brother here. So he's the one who gets it. You know, he's like family where I'm like, oh my God, I just booked Orange is New Black. And he's like, oh, you, that's amazing. You yeah. know, so they do get, and I mean, I send them most of the stuff that I, that they don't see here. I mean, Orange is New Black, I didn't let them see all of it. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, watching it with them, it was, you know, it's, it's, you know, they are proud of what I do. And especially, you know, as newspaper articles come out and I'm like, I'm like radio and stuff like that, then they're, they start to understand. Yeah, they the start to see like the merit and stuff uh, yeah. behind it. Like, oh, if there's this much press behind this, mm -hmm. this, yeah. this, and yeah, this, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, this must be a bigger deal than I'm just aware of. Yeah. And also, of course, the way I react to it and when I'm like super excited and I call yeah. them about something, then they know it's, you know, it's a big deal. So. <laughs> So you live with your brother, like how, to me, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine living with like a sibling in my adult life. How, I'd be like, I want to bring a girl over, but then like my sister's there. Like, how does that work? Do you guys rent, like have the apartment, like don't come <laughs> over? Um, I don't know. It, like usually then if we are dating somebody or something, I usually end up then going just over to their, like the guy's house or something. Whoa. Um, but yeah, that's like usually how it's been going or, you know. My brother's not there, but it's nothing like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm really glad I'm living with a brother, just having the family support, you know, out here. And I could not imagine living with another roommate where like you don't quite know them as well. You know, it's like, I can tell my brother, I'm like, come on, dude, like seriously do the dishes. Yeah. And then he like yells at me or vice versa. And he's like, seriously, why are you not picking this up, Nina? Can you do that again? Like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. And then it's not like no hard feelings, you know? It's like, yes, we can yell at each you other. You still but, have to love each other. But it's like, it's my brother, you know? And we have each other. We support each other, so it's totally cool. Yeah, my old roommate and I ended up hating each other. We, <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we haven't talked since we uh, moved separate directions. I don't know where that guy's at. <laughs> and he Think probably says the same school. thing about me. Yeah, he's probably like, that guy's said. a dick. He yelled at me all the time to make me clean my dishes. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah, it does <laughs> wait were you guys living together no, no it's no. not us like, oh, no, okay. he knew the he knew Him. yeah guy. that guy hey like when jeremiah would go upstairs the guy'd be like oh, jeremiah i just start shaking his head and i was oh, just wow. like i'm not your friend why are you telling <laughs> yeah, me yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like roommates it's really it, because i in college i moved in with one of my best friends and like now we're friends again but like that year living together it just kind of really put a toll on our friendship i don't know it's really it's really hard. I feel like you should not be like that close friends living together. But then it's like, ugh, but then I don't know the person really, you know, and I want to be like, yo, I'm going to watch TV tonight. I'm going to watch House of Cards so you can go in your bedroom if you'd like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And with my brother, it's like <laughs> whoever's on the couch first. Yeah. Like, too bad. Yeah. You know, and I, the other day I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I announced it before because I was like, I know he's going to get on the couch before I do. So I was like, I'm watching House of Cards tonight. And he's like, well, just because you're saying it, that doesn't mean that you get to. And I'm like, no, I will. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're at the end of our podcast. So we just got our last little segment here. It's called the Hollywood Bitch Slap. Which, uh, it's basically <laughs> just a time that Hollywood has bitch slapped you like, uh, you know. Should have prepped you before, but we forgot. It's basically uh, just time, you know, you met a bad audition. Uh, someone said something, you know, someone treated you in a very bad way. Just, you know. 
Yeah, there are many. Um, <laughs> um, I think definitely one of the most devastating ones was my first managers that I had. Um, because I was lucky when I first moved to the, to L.A. I was booking like Criminal Minds and then Mad Men. And then I was like signed with this great agency and uh, managers. And they send me out a lot. And then after a year, and that, in that year, I didn't book anything. And I was like, oh, fuck. And so they dropped me. And oh, I how, was like, how do they do that? Like call an email? Uh, I got a voicemail saying, hey, Nina, we need to talk to you. Can you give us a call back? And I already had that feeling of like, oh, this is not going to be nice. Um, and so I called them and they're like, you know, look, this is just not really working out. And you th- you're great. And like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I already knew what's coming. And they're like, you know, but you can reach out if you have any questions. You know, the About, same, yeah. you know, same, Ugh. same BS. And then, <laughs> um, and it was just, I mean, I, you know, they had a point. They just started the company and they were really great and got me out for a lot of stuff and I didn't book and barely any callbacks. Um, and after that, I fell into like two years of not booking anything. Like that just destroyed me. Um, and then I actually ran into the, one of them last, like six months ago. And I was like, yeah, I'm recurring on Awkward. <laughs> and I just was an orange and black. And I'm like, I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? <laughs> oh, that must <laughs> so have felt good. That was really, <laughs> I was amazing. It felt really, really wonderful just standing there and grinning. Um, but, you know, that, that was definitely one of the moments that just really hurt. Um, and then I rem- one of my most insane auditions I've ever had was I was in the audition room and it was like a producer session for something or, and I didn't even have like, I, I went in and was already the director and producer there and I did the scene and like after two pages, the director just started clapping. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and he was like, yes, yes, sorry, clapping. And I was like, in the middle of the scene, like I still had like two pages to go and I was like, am I continuing? What's happening? And he's like, Guys, you see this? This is what I've been looking for the entire. And I was like, "What? What is? Ha-? And it, like the best part is like I think I still have because I, it was at Cast, you know, oh, the yeah, studio. Yeah. So I saw the audition afterwards, and my face is literally like, "What's happening? <laughs> I don't know." So I kind of continued, but then he stopped me. I didn't get the role, but <laughs> oh, <my laughs> but I was like so confused. What hat? Like literally, I was like, I walked out and I was like, I didn't even finish it, but he clapped, and I, I don't know. So that was definitely one of those auditions that I will remember for a really, really long time. I think what happened in that room was called cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> like I was just doing of, This is what I'm talking about right here. Yeah, this is I, what I'm looking for. Yeah, it, that was like one of those weird ones. I hate this town. <laughs> I hear stories like that. I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah. So annoying. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, thanks for ha- coming on the podcast. Yes, Nina. of course. Thanks for having me. We had a lot of fun. Do you, uh, this is where you can plug your social media if you, you know, or Ooh, yeah. you know, future projects. Um, my God. What's my Twitter handle? Um, I think it's at Nina MND. Like Mark Nina Dominic. Nina Mark Nina Dominic, so Nina MND. And then uh, I do have a Facebook page, which is Nina Rausch. <laughs> and uh, my Instagram, also Nina Rausch, easy to find. And then, yeah, my uh, episodes of Awkward are starting to air, um, I think, in two weeks on MTV. Congratulations, that's awesome. awesome. And then I think in six weeks, my Grey's Anatomy is going to be airing. 
and hopefully we'll make Sundance with our lovely film called Crossing Fences. Heck yeah. Look yeah. out for that, guys. Yeah. Alright, guys, yeah, look out for Nina uh, coming up soon on MTV, guys, and uh, all her other projects. Check her out on social media. Thanks so much for coming by the podcast. Thank you, guys. Yeah.